Hello, and welcome back to Better Health Now. I'm your host, Rob Brown. If you tuned in last week, uh, you heard me talk about the idea of New Year's resolutions, things that we can do to get our year started off on a bit of a healthier foot, get us rolling in a better direction. Uh, And I gave you eight different topics that I'm going to talk about over the course of the next several weeks. Uh, So this week, I'm going to tackle the first item that we talked about last week, which was food. Now, if you didn't pick up on that last podcast, that's not a problem. Uh, I'm going to talk today about food, the things we put into our bodies, and how we can use those choices we make there to have a healthier lifestyle or things that we should avoid because they're probably creating a more unhealthy lifestyle for us. So things that are sabotaging us and setting us back are things to be avoided, and hopefully we can get some good information uh, and move forward. If you are new to the podcast, uh, I'm not selling anything. I don't have any program or plan product. I just want to try to give information that's good, useful, helpful, safe, effective stuff so that you can get the information that you need to make better choices about how you can become healthier. When it comes to food, I know that there's a lot of information out there. We hear it all the time. We see advertisements. We see articles talking about it. We see things on television, things on the internet, all talking about food, 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 from GMOs to gluten, all kinds of things that are out there. Everyone considers themselves to be well-versed and well-educated and knowledgeable about food, uh, what's healthy and what isn't. And yet, despite all this information, many of us somehow still manage to drop the ball and get off track uh, when it comes to this important aspect of being healthy and how we're going to feel. I want to give you some areas to look at that will help you identify some of the areas that you're lacking and some things that you can do to fix these areas. I am a person that really thinks that there is no such thing as a perfect food or a food that's poison and should be avoided at all costs. That puts me at odds with some people out there. There are a lot of people uh, in different programs and places who will tell you that these foods should never be beaten or these foods should always be eaten. I think those are people who are selling you their product or their program. There are certain ways that some of these people sort of package their approach to food. You can look at the glycemic index of a food, how much a certain food, when eaten, raises our body's blood sugar levels. The people at the South Beach Diet have done a great job of putting that information out there, and I don't think there's anything wrong with it. There's, there's other ideas and things you can think about as well. We could look at food for its protein content and low carb value, uh, and that would be offering the nod to the people talking about the keto diets and the keto plans out there. There are groups of people who have put together and assigned point values for foods, and they've declared that some foods have zero points and you could eat as many of them as you want to. And now I'm talking about the Weight Watchers group, and I'm not trying to run any of these down. I'm not. I think that there's some good things with all these. There are groups of people out there that sell shakes, uh, smoothies, or meal replacement kits uh, because you don't get enough of, of these vitamins or these minerals in your diet. I think all of these groups come at this problem and this issue from some good areas. They've got some good points and they've got some valuable information. The problem that I have with each one of these programs is they kind of assume that you can't understand what the valuable information is in there. They don't just tell you the information, they just give you rules, point charts, they sell you that shake or they sell you their smoothies. Uh, And I don't think that really helps us. I don't think that's very sustainable. Now I know there are some people out there who have been doing keto or South Beach or Weight Watchers for many, many, many years with marvelous results. More power to you. I would never try to stop someone from doing those things. 
I just think if you look around, there are a lot of people who've tried those different diets, those different eating plans, and have not been successful with them. And if you look at our country, we have a country that's in desperate need of changing the way we approach foods. These programs don't seem to have worked for the vast majority, the overwhelming majority of people that have tried them and failed on them. And I'm trying to give you something that I think is more sustainable that will help us make long-term changes uh, and get us all healthier. So I'm not saying that you should ditch those programs. I just don't like them because I think they're, they're a lot harder to sustain. And the information I'm going to try to give should be stuff that you can make changes and should be able to follow through with that for the long haul. When I talk about food, I want to talk about the basics. I like to break it down. I think people are smart enough to get this. I look at food from a perspective of the calories that has in it, the nutritional content, the vitamin and the minerals that the food has it, the particular food, and the fiber that's in any particular food. I think those are important things to talk about. I think people can understand that. And most of that stuff is written right there on the labels. We've got a great society now with information, and there's food listed on all the labels. Some foods are higher in some of those areas and lower in some of those areas. So we've got the fact that there are some foods that are very high calorie, and those high calorie foods should probably be eaten in smaller quantities. And if they're loaded with nutrition, then it makes them a better choice. And if they don't have a lot of vitamins and minerals, then high calorie foods should be eaten in much, much, much smaller quantities and much more infrequently. If you do get good high nutrition foods, we should make them a bigger part of our diet. Low nutritional value foods probably shouldn't have as big a role in our diet. Foods that don't have a lot of vitamins and minerals, they don't have fiber in them. Um, those things can kind of shoot us in the foot just a little bit. Give you a couple examples here of two different foods that are both about the same number of calories. Let's look at the nutritional value of them real quickly. A one ounce snack size bag of potato chips, which I enjoy. 160 calories, 10 to 15% of your daily amount of fat, maybe just a little bit less than 10% of your daily amount of sodium. It's got 10% of your daily amount of potassium and a little bit of vitamin C, and that's about it. That's uh, a fair amount of calories and not a whole lot of nutritional component. Not a problem eating that if you eat on a, a very occasional basis, eat it very sparingly. Flip side of that, let me, let me give you a different snack. Uh, one ounce serving of almonds, similar calories, 162 calories. Difference, 14 grams of good unsaturated fat, six grams of protein, 37% of our daily recommended intake of vitamin E, 8% of our calcium, 6% of our iron, and 12% of our fiber. I know there's somebody out there who wants me to say almonds are the perfect food and potato chips are poison. I won't say that. I don't agree with that. They're both the same amount of calories. There's a whole lot more vitamins and minerals in those almonds, but there's also even a little bit more fat in those almonds. There's nothing wrong with eating those two snacks, but we need to eat more of the almond type nutrition filled snacks and less of the potato chip nutrition empty snacks. More and less, not exclusive, not stay away from these kinds of things. If you think that I'm just going to give you a list of here's the snacks to eat and here's the snacks to avoid, then you don't know me very well by now, do you? I don't do that. You get the information, you take a look at it, you make the choices. Too many almonds is still not a very good idea. All of our food needs to be evaluated for the calories versus nutritional and fiber content. High calorie foods that don't have good nutrition should replace with higher vitamin, higher mineral, more fiber rich foods. If the types of food that you've been choosing, and I like to say it that way, these are the things that you've been choosing. If you've been choosing lower nutritional, lower vitamin, lower mineral, and high calorie, then what you have to start doing is shift your, shift your choices. Begin choosing foods that have more nutritional value, more vitamins, more minerals in your foods. You can get that information. It's on the side of the, of the foods that you're buying. It's on the cartons. It's on the containers. We live in the information age. 
It's at your fingertips. It's at your cell phone. You're probably listening to your cell phone right now. There's no good excuse to say that you can't get it. You just choose not to. You need to make the choice to go get that information and you can start making better choices about the food that you're going to be putting into your body. I'm going to talk about a website a little bit later on that's going to help you get that information, but I want you to start thinking about replacing, not exclusive, but start replacing the stuff with, that you eat with stuff that's healthier, that's got more vitamins, more minerals. I will shift gears here a little bit now, and I want to talk next about another concept when it comes to food, and that's portion size. I mentioned earlier potato chips. How many of us out there, if we're really honest, can admit that we stop at one ounce of potato chips? Unless you're getting a snack-sized bag, you're not stopping at an ounce. By the way, how many potato chips is in an ounce? You're going to have to look at the bag to figure that out. We need to be eating those chips sparingly. We need to control that. You could buy the snack size bag and just eat those. There you go. That's one ounce. There's a serving size. If you can do that, great. Not all of us do that. Sometimes we give in and buy the family size bag of those things. And that's where portion kind of flies right out the window. I have been known on occasion to sit down on the couch with one of those bags of chips. And you know what those bags of chips have at the very bottom of them? A bottom. I know because I've eaten until I hit the bottom of the bag of chips. That's a terrible thing to do. How many chips did I eat? Don't care. Don't know. Wrong answer, wrong way to go about being healthy. I try not to do that often because it's really not good for us. You need a strategy if you're going to do those kind of things, if you're going to snack on those kinds of things. Figure out what a serving size is. Figure out what a portion size is. Put that into a bowl. Put the big family size bag back into the cupboard or the pantry. Go into a different room. Sit down at the computer. Sit down at the television. Enjoy that snack. And it takes a more deliberate effort on your part to get up and go get more. Hopefully you won't be tempted to do that. Eating till you reach the bottom works. I do it. We shouldn't. It's a bad idea. We need to get our portions when it comes to snacking. And even more importantly, we need to be aware of our portion sizes when we go out to eat. It's a local restaurant around me that serves a marvelous dish that I just love. It's chicken. It's got mushrooms. It's got ham. It's got cheese. It's got this delicious brown gravy on top of it. Nothing bad about that. The problem with it is it's two chicken breasts and ham and cheese and gravy. And on the side, it comes with garlic smashed potatoes, which are marvelous to eat. It also comes with a basket of bread, which is very good because they make good bread. When you put all that together, you've got a meal that's really something that's more reasonable for two people to share. Now, I've never eaten the whole thing by myself, but many times our portions when we go out to restaurants look like that. We have food for two people sitting on my plate and my wife has food for two people sitting on her plate and some people just have to clean their plates and they eat the whole thing and they're eating 15 1800 calories a lot of menus now will tell you the calorie content of the food that you're going to order a lot of restaurants do that already and you can look and see that even a salad could have 1300 calories wow because it's big enough for two people to share what do we do with that take a doggy bag Take it home with a doggy bag. You know, unfortunately, that that's the only good option there because it really is good food. Another problem that we have is we live in this world today where everything can be supersized. You can go to the drive-through and and supersize your fries and your soda for very few pennies more, uh, and people then eat the supersized fries, which is twice as many fries, and the supersized soda, which is twice as much soda, and you're really not getting much nutritional value. I'm going to talk a little bit about some of those fast food choices. If you're going to go out to eat, you got to plan ahead. You just absolutely have to. Make the better choices of where you go. You can say that you're going to go to these fast food places and you're going to make the good choice, but so often what we end up doing there, or what we call a good choice is a four-piece chicken nugget meal, the small fries and the 12-ounce soda. That's what we think we're going to get. Even that's 520 calories, 23 grams of fat. That's a lot. 550 grams of sodium. Now you do get 20% of your daily amount of calcium there, but that's it. Nutritionally, we've 
kind of hit the highlights there. I know there's some good protein in there as well. Now, how many adults, let's be honest, stop at a four-piece nuggets if that's your meal. Some people do six-piece nuggets and 10-piece nuggets. If you're going to switch to a, a hamburger instead, you're going to throw another 70 calories, another 250 grams of sodium on there. I didn't even bother looking at the cheeseburger. If you're going to put a milkshake in there, if the kids are going to get an ice cream cone or a sundae, or you're going to supersize that, those calorie counts go up, the fat counts go up, and the tr- nutrition doesn't really get that much better. We have to start doing a better job of that. We're going to eat tomorrow, folks. I got news for you. I know maybe today's a little too late to do anything about, but you're going to get home tonight and your family is going to say they're hungry. Sometime this afternoon, you're going to hit lunchtime and you're going to say, what am I going to do now? Coworkers are going to go hit a drive-thru, coworkers are going to order pizza, or there's a vending machine right across from your desk. You got to have something to eat. You're in trouble. You're going to make a probably a bad choice at one of those places. Or if you keep doing that every day this week, you're going to make bad choices at least a couple times this week. It's inevitable. These drive-thru places, convenience foods are really, really brutal on us. If it's convenient, it's it's never very good. There are, there are a few exceptions, um, but for the most part, we don't we don't make those all the time. So we need to plan ahead when it comes to what we're going to eat. A little bit of forethought goes a long way. I could spend a long time talking about this, but we need to be thoughtful about that. We need to uh, plan for meals tomorrow. We need to defrost food tonight, put it in a slow cooker, have it ready that we can cook it when the kids get home tomorrow. Maybe pack a lunch instead of hitting the vending machine. We do have choices. We have options out there. We just don't often take them. We a lot of times just take whatever's convenient. When you do this, when you plan ahead, it puts you in charge of finding the, the stuff that's got better vitamins and minerals and fiber. You get to choose better nutrition as opposed to whatever's on special at the fast food place or whatever kind of toppings they put on the pizza when it comes to you. I mentioned a website earlier, and that's what I'm going to talk about real quickly here. ChooseMyPlate.gov. It's a great website. It's got lots of good information. They discuss fruits, vegetables, grains, dairy, and protein. They have lots of suggestions uh, on things that you can switch up. And that's that's a United States government website. Uh, so it's probably what they would consider to be the uh, most current, most up-to-date, frontline information on nutrition, and food today. If you get that information, you can start making better choices about what you're eating, what your family's going to eating. Now, a quick word on that. There's a great way to get better by getting that information. There's also a great way to fail. If you decide that you're going to get healthy and you take a family of yours that's been eating meat and potatoes every single meal, maybe they even wash that all down with a glass of milk at night, and you switch them over to a tofu dinner with kale and quinoa, um, you're going to have a mutiny. They're going to they're gonna throw you out. They're not going to eat the food. They're going to pick at it, push it around the plate. Uh, they're probably going to tell you that you're crazy to your face or not to your face. And then they're going to go snack uh, and binge and probably not have any of those foods again. A lot of these things that are healthier need time for us to acquire a taste. So if you're going to make a switch to something that's healthier, pair it up with an old favorite. If you're going to put burgers on the grill, try serving them sweet potatoes fries instead of regular potato fries. Now, if you're going to go with a veggie burger on the grill, you better serve them the white potato fries so there's something in there that's still consistent that they still like. You're not going to get your kids to switch to carrot sticks and celery sticks as a dessert or after dinner snack and put away the ice cream or put away the brownies. It's not going to happen. It might happen once or twice, but it's not going to be sustainable. We can't make those kinds of changes. Start people moving, start your family and yourself moving toward a healthier item with each meal. Just one healthier item. When that takes hold, when that becomes a new habit, it becomes easier to put another one in. We can put whole grain bread or whole grain pasta in place of white or refined pasta. Brown rice instead of white rice. Sweet potatoes instead of white potatoes. It's a great idea to add color to your meals. Some greens, some reds, some oranges. 
Maybe we can switch to low-fat dairy or fat-free if you don't think they'll notice. Fruits are better for you than fruit juices because of the fiber content. There's lots of good choices and, and changes we can make there. Some of them, you won't, they won't notice. Some of them are bigger. We, we need to make the small changes um, so that they're not turned off by it. If we can start making some of those new changes slowly, I think we have a better chance. If you've got picky eaters in your house, I don't know that we necessarily need to tell them and fully disclose all the changes that we're making. Uh, same thing if you've got some people that are just old school meat and potatoes every meal. Uh, those folks are going to be turned off by the changes. And you may not need to tell them that this is brown rice instead of white rice. Or that this is whole wheat pasta that they're having with their chicken parmesan. You can do some of those things without them knowing it. And when it finally becomes a good habit, maybe you want to inform them. Maybe you don't. Change is not easy. Change is hard. So if we're going to make changes... and changes when it comes to food, we need to move one step at a time. Get informed. That's the job that I do. You're making a great informed choice now by getting the information from me, so you're doing your part. We're gonna be making healthier choices. You're the only one that's gonna go to the grocery store and buy the food. You're the only one that's gonna decide what to eat. All the choice of after this listening falls on you. Moving toward a healthier choice of food for our consumption, all on you. If you can get the information and start making better, healthier choices. You will be on your way and you'll be putting your family on the way to better health now.